Hey, Rooster Boosters, it's the big guy. I'm excited. You're excited. We're about a, almost a month away from the new season, the 2021 season, the MLR. We open up against San Diego in Vegas. Um, you know, Hopefully, we can get a watch party going at the Pig & Whistle. I'm going to be in contact with Cormac soon to talk about um, their opening um, and seeing what is, is might or might not be easing of the um, COVID restrictions to see if we could do something. And if not, maybe we'll just do a virtual um, uh watch party uh you know maybe i'll set up a live stream and just go through it and maybe the big guy will give you some some of his comments during the match um but beyond that we're doing a new interview series um you know i i did an interview series during covid i got players like charlie hewitt robert reverescue i got the butcher um uh um jake fury uh kirk hamilton and and now i'm trying to get some of the guys who have just come in uh all the guys have reported in for preseason. Um, they're doing their two-week uh, mandatory uh, quarantine. They're getting tested, the whole nine yards. Um, so what we're doing is it's called running a Bronco with the big guy. And, you know, for those of you that uh, obviously know what a Bronco is, it's a set of sprints that you do and it's timed. There's a metric there to, to make sure you're up to snuff. Um, it consists of, of about 15 sprints. So we have 15 questions we're asking these guys, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun, going to be exciting. Um, we're going to have some new faces. We're going to have some old faces. Uh, the big guy's very happy to do it. He loves bringing you guys content, so please check it out. We're going to try and drop a couple every couple days. Um, and we might have a couple surprises in there, too. So, uh, you know, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, review, rate, subscribe on Apple iTunes. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Follow us on social media, at RooneyFans on all platforms. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. And check it out. And welcome, Rooster Boosters, to another episode of Rooster Booster Time. And we are running a Bronco again with the big guy. And I got to be honest, the, the last time I actually ran a Bronco, probably 10 years ago. Not joking. Um, but we're doing, <laughs> we're doing these, this interview series. We're getting you guys to, to, to get to know some of the players. Um, obviously, you, you already see him on the screen, so, so you know who it is. But if you don't, uh, we have a Rooney player. He just signed with Rooney this year. Um, he's currently in uh, England studying at Oxford University and hopefully um, trying to play. Uh, we'll see. If, if they get there, if, if they have their, their lockdown ended, he's going to try and play for Oxford and then come over to Rooney around midseason. USA Eagle um, has played internationally quite a bit. One of my favorite players. Nick Savetta, welcome to Rooster Rooster Time. Thank you. Thank you for having me, big guy. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I've, I've interviewed Nick a, a couple times, so this is like, you know, I could tell he's now like, oh, I got to look at this guy again. For this. <laughs> um, so I don't think he's as excited as he was the, maybe the first two times. Oh, I was excited. <laughs> I just had a long day of lectures, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty subdued, I think, from that. I, it, if you if you follow Nick on social media, him and his classmates seem to have fun at the teacher's expense on Zoom. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do something to keep it exciting when you don't leave your... Uh, well, I guess this is like my dining room area, just like in the middle yeah. of the house. I mean, my, I, can, I can only now. imagine. Yeah. yeah, this is what? This is lockdown number two for you, right? I mean, we've basically been locked down since... Uh, November, more or yeah. less. I mean, we had a bit of freedom end of November, a couple of weeks of like rugby training, and then uh, straight back into it, into lockdown for the holidays, and then for the last um, 
though. Whatever it is, eight weeks. Oh, but it's all right. That's, yeah. it, it's rough. I mean, you know, I, it's it is what it is. You know, you're you're, you're kind of you have the, the circumstance, and that's that. And at least you know what? At least you're still doing. You know, you're working towards your degree. Um, I'm knocking on wood. You're going to graduate on time. Yeah. Uh, ho- hopefully. I mean, I, I've got only, I've gotten minimal feedback on my assignments handed in so far, and I, so far I, I think I've passed the first one, which is a good start. Um, but hopefully September 2022, I'm finished, and then I'll probably find out months afterwards if I pass my thesis, etc. It's just diff- it's a little different over here. So. Yeah. No, and you know what? It's in this time of COVID, though. Obviously, and we were, you know, I mentioned it before. Do you think it's a little easier? This is off topic completely, but I just figured I'd ask. Do you think it's it's besides being locked down? I mean, do you find it easy to do this work just you know via Zoom? Um, some things, yeah. Some things not. I mean, listening to a lecture is, is fine, but yeah. you know, when there's interaction and there's group work, it becomes a bit trickier. Um, yeah. We have some big group projects coming up that. Uh, will be difficult to do remotely but like the whole world's working remotely on that yeah. group project so like you'll figure it out i think and it definitely detracts from the oxford experience you know by this point i, I, I if everything were normal i would have hopefully been played in a varsity match and mm-hmm. there would be some fanfare around being here and the pubs would be open um <laughs> Among other things, and there'd be events and such, and, and it would be it would be a totally different thing. So I'm hoping hoping next year it's uh, uh, much more along the lines of of the experience that I was expecting. Well, I guess this year I wasn't expecting much because you know COVID was going to be a problem. But yeah, it's all right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean there were, there was an expectation that the varsity was going to be played. So I mean, I could, yeah, you know, I, and then obviously circumstances change. But guess what? You get to play rugby in the MLR soon. So that's always you know that is that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're going to start running a Bronco here. So we got 15 questions, fans. For those of you that sure. don't know, a Broncos run about 15 sprints. So I got about 15 questions. So the first question, Nick, is what made you fall in love with rugby? Oh, um, oh, God. I guess uh, the, uh, the, the, the politically correct answer is uh, getting to carry the ball. The, the, the not so politically correct answer is, is the, the, the the culture, the, the college rugby culture in the U.S. Yeah. That's not really bloody thing, but whatever. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It, it, yeah. it is, it's almost, you know, it's it, when you go to college in the U.S., you find your, your niche and, you know, my brother is in a, was in a fraternity, you know, still talks to those fraternity guys. I still talk to my rugby friends yeah. and you kind of, you kind of branched out depending on what school you went to. Obviously, you know, Nick went to Notre Dame, played at Notre Dame and, and made that actually a national powerhouse in rugby, to be quite honest. Mm. So his experience, <laughs> yeah. his, his experience is a little different than my my experience playing it. But I think that the through line to that is is you're correct is is the experience you had playing college rugby with those those friends with those teammates and you know still having those relationships now. Yeah. Um, so number two, when did you first find the pitch? Um, two thousand and eight. Um, yeah, January, February 2008. I think my first game was played on a, a public park in Chicago against uh, Marquette. It was my second game, but I remember them lining the field with spray paint beforehand and putting up the posts. Yeah. Oh, I remember doing that. And, you know, you're doing it from the night before. So those are the, are they really straight, Those some of those lines, you know? <laughs> <laughs> some of them are a little... Oh, they were. I mean, this guy didn't have a ruler. He was just, he was just had a spray paint can walking, ba- oh, walking backwards. 
fantastic. Oh God, yeah, I, I have fun doing that for my youth football kids. You know, we go the, the day before and, and to start the practices and line them up and do like little half fields, and that's always fun because the players are like, "You sure that's not like? You sure that's five yards, not three and a half yards between every line?" I'm like, "No, oh, we'll just we'll just say it's five. It's okay." Um, but yeah, I've, the, some of the some of those pitches are my favorite pitches I've actually played on. Are the ones that aren't necessarily uh, professional. Uh, we used to play in Lindenville, Vermont, at Linden State College. I think the name has changed now. That college, but um, <clears throat> they used to run this thing called the Snowball, and they'd go into the field next door. Um, they were allowed to use it. They put up four pitches, and they just have men's and women's tournament for like three or four days around spring break. So I never actually went on spring break. I always played rugby. Which was fun. Oh, same, same here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll post you. I'll post a picture up uh, on the screen a little bit. I have. Uh, it's me standing on the ice, which is the pitch because. Oh wow! Yet, that yet. sounds horrible. Yeah, especially with those metal cleats. It's like the first two or three matches were rough, and then by the end, it was just a mud fest. But um, so, I have a feeling I know what number three you're gonna you're answering the third question is, but I could be wrong. What has been your favorite moment playing rugby? Uh, um, got a first cap or a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the two. It's hard to pick. I mean, the World Cup is a culmination of like, a decade's work, so I probably have to go with that. Yeah, yeah. No, I listen. It, despite the performance, just the experience of it. To say you led that team out on the field for for the nation through a rugby World Cup, and I mean, I think sometimes the location has something to do with it. It being in Japan that particular year is an experience you know you might not get. You know, depending on on your, you know, your your regular experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like if, if it let's like let's say if it was in the UK, I don't know if you might have had the same experience. Now, now that you know you, you did it in the UK, and you you had been there before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. That, I think that made it a little bit more special, just because of well, how the country got behind it. Was it was incredible? You really felt like it was. You, know, you felt like it was one of the greatest sporting events in the world, and, and it was. It was really. Uh, or something else. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can make it to another one and, and see what that's like. I mean, I, I you know, I have a feeling. I, I think I talked about this on previous ones with you, but you know, I think you're in line. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I'm, not that I'm, far away. You know, well, it's two two and a half years, and there's a lot of rugby playing between now and then, and yeah. you know, you can see what happens. Yep. So. Going to number four, this is a little uh, a little one I like to ask all the players, and I get a lot of different answers from different guys. Um, what is your favorite comfort food? Mm. Um, chicken parm, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, classic. You can't beat that. You know, you can get it pretty much anywhere. Even a bad chicken parm, you're like, eh, it was decent. Usually, it usually yeah. does the trick. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're out and about, and I, when I visited uh, London for whatever reason, my wife was like, "Let's go to this Italian restaurant," and you know, they had a decent chicken parm, and I was like, "All right, cool." You know, it was you know, filled yeah. me up and sent me on my way, and I was surprised. They're hard to find. They're hard to find here. I'll tell you that. Very hard yeah, it, 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 and I totally, you know, my wife isn't. She she's a picky eater, so like fish and chips is not her thing. You know, some of the stuff like the puddings and stuff isn't her thing. Which is my thing. I mean, I'll, I'll eat pretty much anything. But, you know, I was like, you know what? Let's experience Italian in a, in a different country. And it was decent. So I, I couldn't really complain about it. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a question, I think. It, it's right now, Rooney's not going to have fans in the stands at this point. It's, uh, you know, February, the, the, what, the 8th or the 9th? It's the day after the Super Bowl. Um, at this point, nothing has opened back up yet. So if fans are not allowed in the stands this season, 
how will your experience be different on the pitch? Um, uh, over the years, I've, I've played uh, in front of quite a few empty stadiums, so I think I'll be all right, personally. Um, but I guess, you know, one of the big motivators for me coming to New York to play is, is to play in front of my family and friends, which is something I never really got to do with the exception of a few um, U.S. games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be, I guess it would make a difference from that point of view. Like, it'd be great to, you know, if, if I think I've been gone from the States for about eight, 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 nine years, and for the friends I left in New York a long time ago, it'd be good to show them what I've been up to at some point. Um, right? I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's one thing to watch you like you know on ESPN Plus or a streaming service or on NBC, you know, with Dan Lyle in the in the booth there and stuff. But to to see you play, I got to see you the last time I saw you play was the Irish match at Red Bull. I think it was 2018? twenty eight twenty yeah twenty seventeen twenty seventeen there we go mm-hmm. yeah. So and I mean they they packed that place out. Uh, it was it was a great yeah it was great experience. Cool. Again, not the not the result we really wanted, but um, you know. I think I think did you block a ball and score a try? Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I had, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, I definitely. I think that was the first try of the match for USA. I think you, they were the Irish were trying to kick from inside their 22. You blocked it and dotted it. I think. Um, big guy was excited. Wife, I took her along. She's not the, the sporting type, but she she got into it. She she felt the stadium kind of you know get excited and get around you guys. So I'm hoping that. Maybe later in the season, Rooney can have that, and you know we'll get we'll get MC rocking if we can. Um, so number six, if you could play another position on the pitch, what would it be? Hmm. Um, tough question. It's it's such a it's such an impossibility for me to play any other position. I don't know how much I've thought about this, but probably fly half. I'd like to. I like delegating. So. <laughs> And decision making, so probably, <laughs> probably number seven. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, we had Troy Lockyer. Uh, I interviewed him recently, and he actually wanted to play in the in the in the pack. He was thinking back row. And I was like, that's like that's very interesting. Just he's like, yeah. you know, despite the size, that's where he would want to play. I'm like, I guess it's just everybody's dream, you know. If, if you're in the back line, you want to play up front. If you're up front, you kind of want to play in the back, you know. <laughs> no, I certainly wouldn't want to play in the front row. And- <laughs> yeah. I mean, second row and the back row become too similar in recent years. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, gotta do something different. Some half, maybe. <laughs> uh, that would be funny. You would definitely be the tallest scrummy. That would that, <laughs> that would be for sure. How's your How's your footwork? How's your kicking game? You think you could do some of those box kicks? Jesus, um, no, no, I can't. <laughs> you can go to the Glendale Crossover off. Athlete Program. They'll teach you how to kick. <laughs> They're gonna I teach kick you off my shin. How to play rugby. Every time I try to kick, it comes off like the middle of my shin. I'm like, Oh really? Oh god! Absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun though to watch. I'll tell you, those are some some of those are are the best experiences you could have. And actually, this kind of actually rolls into number seven. Um, if you're playing a backyard game of touch, and you're the captain of one of the two teams, you get first choice. You could choose any current or former teammate. Who would you select? A game of touch. Yeah. Uh, Mikey Teo, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the problem with Mikey is he's still going to run people over. Yeah, he's so elusive as well. Yeah, I Mikey mean, yeah. like Nate Augsburger would be like, pretty, pretty good touch wise. You know? Yeah, they're Just very they, yeah. Down. They have that lateral Tip. thing. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny. Troy picked um, a, a couple rugby league players he knows because he knows they you know barely hit each other anyway in rugby league. 
So he figured they'd be good uh, avoiding touch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think Mikey and Nate are great picks. I mean, you know, I don't think you want to pick a prop that would you know kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, we talked about how you're in lockdown now since November. Um, so during lockdown and COVID and, and your time away from rugby, because you really only had a little bit of November to play a little bit of rugby, what did you do with your time besides school? Um, honestly, um, just like train and study and, and work and spend time with my with my fiance. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all there is to do. I, I <laughs> yeah, sort, it's sorted out a, a decent home gym um, and I can still go to the pitch and do my running. So... Um, yeah, I know she is just passing through behind the screen there. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, not much, honestly, socially. Just yeah. I mean, what can you do when you're take, literally take along. out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's nothing, it's, it's rough, you know? I mean, at least for me, like I went out to my buddy's house, you know, we have our little pot of friends we hang out with that are, you know, safe and masked. We had a little Super Bowl party and it was, that was the one time I think I've been out of the house in, in the last month. But I got that opportunity, you know, so I got to blow off a little steam, which was nice. I can just imagine being on lockdown again. I would. Oh, yeah. I didn't take it well I mean, the first time. You, know, you just so. get so used to it. Like, I'm just afraid to leave the house now. And now I got to fly to New York at some point. Like, it's just going to be such a, such a change. You're going to realize how quiet, like, New York is. It's it's really crazy now, you know, um, how quiet. It's just, you know, there's not a lot of people on the streets, and there's not, you know, that fanfare, you know, New York always has, obviously, with the lack of tourists. And I'm sure from when you were a kid, you remember how, you know, crazy it gets, especially Times yeah. Square. And it's like, it's dead. It's, it's, so, it's, it's amazing. You know, I never would have thought you would see something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have a fun flight to New York. I bet you. I, you I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised. Um, so this is a question, and, and you having the experience of playing in in Europe professionally, I think uh, this you're gonna have a great answer for this one. What's the best part of being a pro player? Is it the grind up to match day, or is it match day itself? No, no one likes the grind. <laughs> Well, Troy Lockyer said said it was a decent, you know, he's like, there's something about going out there and, and just, I guess, his point was like synergy with the guys, you know, to, to get up to match point, you know, match day and yeah. like show, show what you could do. Um, well, the matches are always great. Um, yeah. And I think, the, I mean, training can be very stressful. I think in, in the high, higher performance environments, like it, it's, you know, it takes a lot out of you every day to, to go and do like to compete with the guys you're competing against you know i've been on some teams where there's six seven eight second rows you know so it, it can be uh it can be a lot so when you get the opportunity to play it's always it's always special and uh i think that's that's why you do it um and i guess what it comes with is the certain lifestyle where you know your your work day is short and intense and tiring but it's not a long work day so you have downtime you know, during the yeah. week that that the regular working person wouldn't Although you do work weekends uh, and travel <laughs> and travel a lot, so yeah. <laughs> I could, I read uh, James Haskell's book and he was talking about when he was in France playing and all the long bus trips and <laughs> you know, like you're stopping at gas stations. And he goes, "There's no nutrition there, but you got to eat something." You know, yeah. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Um, so we all know that the 2021 Rooney kit is probably the best looking kit 
the MLR has right now. Um, but let's just say you're hanging around the house. You and your fiance are going to watch Six Nations, and you had to you had to wear another kit. Um, what team kit would you wear? It, it could be outside the MLR. It's a six nation. Uh, it has to be a Six Nations kit. Or no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, oh, you just want to throw on a kit because you and the fiance were watching Scotland beat England this weekend. You know what I mean? It could be uh, anything. It could be an old kit. It could be your Oxford kit. You haven't get the worn yet, really. <laughs> you know, it could be anything. Oh uh, well, to me, my favorite kit to look at was always um, uh, Stop Francais. I was like, I, I think I, I, I can only think of like one rugby jersey I've ever bought, like back when I was in college. Um, and I think I, I bought a like a bright pink Stop Francais jersey. They I still, still have it. it somewhere. And they still uh, wear that. They love their pink. Yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh, uh, they always have like some great designs. Um, I mean, if, if that's, I, I think if, if that's not the sign of a pro rugby player where you said, I've only bought one rugby jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah, I <laughs> I've only bought rugby jerseys. Even in college, <laughs> we had to buy our own. <laughs> well, it's not even about buying it, but when you're, when you're trying yeah. to play it, like, you know, like, I don't know, you, it's a different sort of thing. You don't want to like wear the kid yeah, of the yeah. team that you're going yeah, to play against try to play for yeah, <laughs> Show up to go win. Show up to practice. In a Leon kit or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would be. That's my uh, my sister in law works for Pepsi, and I always say like, "Do you like? Can you drink a Coke in the in the office?" And she's like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> they will fire you for that. I was like, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." Oh man. But no, yeah, those are those kits are great. Um, the big guy doesn't look good in pink. He just looks like a big gumball. But I love those kits. They're always always outstanding. Um, also, uh, fans, shopmlr.com is now live. They do have the new 2021 Rudy kits, and they actually have some new T-shirts. Uh, they have a St. Paddy's Day Rudy shirt um, just for in time for uh, the first match. On the 20th, uh, we're playing San Diego away in Las Vegas. So, Ben Foden, don't let the ball go past you this time, okay? You don't need to repeat the Free Jacks match. We're talking to you, Ben. Um, so, <laughs> number 11, um, this is this, the... This, I've asked this question privately to to a bunch of people, and you know, not just rugby related people, but like you know, my brother, my wife. But I think it's a it's a good question to ask. Um, what was your hardest moment during the lockdown, or have have you not had it yet? Uh, I don't know. It all blends together. Um, God, I, I listen. We've really had it very easy, me and my fiance. I think it's been tough the last few months because she's been very busy with work I've been very busy with work so you know, we're in the house all the day together but we don't spend too much time together so it's a bit yeah. strange um, but yeah no nothing really stands out moving moving over here was a bit strange because we had to quarantine for a couple weeks but no I mean well we've had it we've had it very good because we spent um, about half the lockdown time in France and then half of it here so yeah so you got like you know you kind of had your a little travel, I would say, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. We well, the summer was uh, was uh, yeah, pretty. France wasn't wasn't particularly locked down. We were just sort of stuck there and um, waiting to come over here. So, and I'm, I'm sure France in the summer is just gorgeous anywhere you go in that country. Yeah, it was it was pretty special. That's awesome. So you know what? It's it's funny. You know, maybe your lockdown was like you said. It was easier maybe than most people, and it's some, definitely something you're gonna remember. My summer consisted of going to work every day. <laughs> we weren't allowed to travel anywhere else, so that was fun. Um, and my wife has been working home from recently. Uh, she works at a hospital. They've had some issues, so they're they're working from home. 
And, you know, I, I thought about it and I'm like, if I had to work from home too, I, I don't know how we could manage that. <laughs> That'd be a rough one. That'd be a rough one. Um, so number 12, I think is probably the most important question on the list. And honestly, it could, it, depending on your answer, your, your answer could be because of you know, your age, your position you play or where you played. Um, so high socks or low socks? High socks for games, high socks. Yeah. Cause a lot oh, of yeah. guys are going to like the low socks again. And I've just, I've never a fan. I, I train in low socks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a little, it's, a, I mean, training is like, you know, you're kind of just throwing on whatever you want, you know? I mean, I, we had yeah. some guys when I played that, you know, our fly half, our scrum half, and our fullback really liked just low socks. And they take the socks and cut them and like resell them. So you have a little bit of a, a thing. But, you know, me, it was the old school, you know, tie it with the sho- extra shoelace. And I don't want people seeing my leg. The guy is up there. <laughs> yeah, I have tiny calves, so I'm just keeping covered. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it would scare people if they saw my legs. It was, you know, they're, they're hairy. You know, just imagine. You know what? It probably would have been better because I could have scared the other team and they wouldn't want to play. And then we just forfeit. Could have went on. I, I actually years. think it, like, you know, it helps protect your legs if you get cleated or something. Uh, yeah, seriously. And I have like yeah. paper thin skin. I bleed like a stuck pig. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and that, like, you know, I get one nick and it's like blood everywhere. Every every match I've ever been in where I got, you know, something, you know, a cut. They, they stop the match. They're like, who's bleeding? Who's bleeding? And I'm like, me. It's my pinky. <laughs> like, and it's just, I don't know. That's just, that's my body, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know exactly when you're coming into the schedule, but you're going to be here. I think you said, you know, they, they said mid, mid schedule. Um, so I don't know if you've now looked at the new retooled schedule, but <laughs> so this might be a tough one for you, but which MLR team are you looking forward to playing this season? Wow, good question. Um, I haven't thought too much about this, honestly. Um, probably a Gil Groney. There's a, a couple good good mates down there. Yeah, no, AGs, um, and I was, I'm hoping to get down there for that one, but we'll see. What an absurd thing to have to say, Gil Groney. Well, like, that's why you say the AGs. I don't know. Yeah. It's so easy. Well, I, I had this argument with somebody um, about the Gil Gronies and the Giltinis. Watching Wales and Ireland just want to point this out when the teams were coming out of the locker room there's big signs that says you know uh ir irfu and then you know wru and they're like this big and then guinness is above them in like this big letters so i mean like you know for the people who complain about the guiltinis and like oh the kids what about the kids i was like six nations guinness is everywhere i mean every it's in the middle of the pitch it's on the jerseys it's in the, the the digital boards and it's it's bigger than the word six nations tournament it was actually Guinness was bigger than the World sure. Six Nations. Well, they pay a lot. They pay a lot of money for it to be bigger. Yeah. yeah so let's let's I, not let's not pretend you know there isn't drinking or alcohol involved in rugby. Well, I, <laughs> I think know? honestly it, it's fine. I, it's too yeah. early to say whether the names stick or not. But you know the, the guy who owns the teams gets to pick the names. You know? Yeah. Yeah, my that's point. That. And if he's gonna if he's gonna bankroll two teams in in, in American rugby and have a go at, at making American rugby a thing, then you can name whatever you want. You know, I'm exactly. Happy, I'm happy to have you personally. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's two teams in, in in the in the Western Conference. We got even conferences now. That's you know we have 12 teams in the league. Imagine we only had 10. Now you'd be like, huh? We need another two teams. Well, we have them already. Anyway, the, the big guy gets fired up about this. You can listen to me talk about it on the Rugby Rant constantly. Um, so this is a question that's actually 
you know, as a New Yorker is probably a not as unique as like, you know, when I ask maybe a, a foreign player, but what is your favorite part about New York? God. Oh, for me, it's like boring. It's like my family and yeah. food, you know, um, you've been there, you've done that, you know, yeah. like, but those are pretty important. I mean, I, I loved, yeah. uh, I used to live, uh, on the Upper West Side. I used to love, uh, Riverside Park, uh, mm-hmm. I'm good to do my running in Riverside Park, which was always really great. Um, but yeah, the, the, the family and the food, I, I got to stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and you went to Ellis Island when you were a kid, so you did that. You did the Statue of Liberty when you were yeah, a kid. Yeah, I've done so you did that. Yeah. Done most. So like, I'm sure there's yeah. some things I haven't done, but I've done most of the things. I love yeah. the Museum of Natural History. I'll definitely go back. Yeah, I try to go every couple of years. Just even though it's the same, the it never changes. Yeah. yeah. The way on the basement always just the, the size. For those of you that don't know, in, in the Natural History Museum, in the basement, they have a full size blue whale hanging from the ceiling. That literally goes from the floor and then the tail goes all the way up to the ceiling. And then you sit in bean bags and you look up at the thing. And it's uh, honestly, it almost gave me a vertigo attack to understand the size of it. And then it being in an enclosed room. Um, so if you're in, if you're visiting guys, uh, you know, any, any of the museums to be quite honest, they're, you know, they're all great. Um, but the natural history museum is, is really amazing. Um, so we're getting to our last part of the, the sprint here. We're on question 15. Um, what is your expectation for the 2021 season? Um, that it happens. Uh, <laughs> expectation number one. And then, uh, I mean, from a Rudy point of view, I think we, we have the squad to put in, put in some serious work. And I think it's going to be a really competitive league. Uh, and I, I just want to see it happen safely. You know, that's probably my, my main concern. And, yeah. God, sorry for such a, a diplomatic answer, but that's that's a big thing on my mind, obviously, is that this, the league is able to operate for the duration of the season and on time and keep the players and the, the support staff safe. safe. You know? yeah, listen, I think that's, that's every player wants to, to have that expectation. I don't think um, I think that's a great answer. Um, you know, obviously in COVID, you have your fiance at home. Some players have children, some players might be living with their elderly parents, or they have family that has significant health issues, and you don't want to bring that home. You know, it's something me and my wife deal with every day. I won't be working at the healthcare setting, my wife works in a healthcare setting. So it's constantly on, on, on our mind. So I can just imagine now you guys having to travel state to state, and, and, and everybody doesn't have the same rules that, you know, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a little anxiety there. You know, I can, I can totally see that. So so that, we, we finished the Bronco next. So here's the question. This is the, the 16th, I'm going to make this the 16th and final question for every guy. What's the fastest Bronco you've ever run? Fastest Bronco I've ever run? Um, got it. That's, that's classified information. Okay. <laughs> was it under five minutes? Um, one time it was, but I, okay. that past performance is not indicative of future results. Let me say, I was. If you were supposed to have a fast you wouldn't be playing the position you're playing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is that time, guys. I, Nick, I appreciate talking to you. Can't wait to hopefully see you physically when you're over here. Hopefully, I'll be able to go for some matches. Um, hopefully, I'm gonna, they're going to try to get me some practices. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully, you and your, your fiance stay safe. You guys have to be on a good travel over here. You know, good luck finishing out. Hopefully, maybe you know, going back to Oxford and playing in that bar. I'm sure they'll stream it. Yeah.
So it, it's 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 good to see you cross over from professionalism going back to Oxford to, to play in, in probably the, the most famous game of rugby. Honestly, let's be honest. You know, people talk about all the Tri Nations and Six Nations, but like the varsity is is the, the name. Guys go back to get a degree to play in the varsity at ages that they shouldn't be in college. Anymore, you know what I mean? Uh, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> So, yeah. Nick, again, thank you, and fans, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm trying to bring you guys new content. We got uh, Robert Remescu on, coming on. We got Will Leonard coming on. We got um, Captain Pryor coming on. Um, you know, and I'm trying to reach out to, to all the players. James Rochford's going to come on, and, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll keep pumping these out every two or three days. I appreciate it, guys, and see you all next time.